is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You are listening to an All Games Radio Network broadcast of AllGames.com. AllGames.com. Welcome to episode Freeman Liz from the Feats and Feats of Snow of Knuckleballer Radio, where I'm one of your hosts, Sean Freeman, and I'm joined by the awesome Eli So Doom and the Miss Norma Latte. Norma, how are you doing? <coughs> I live. I'm Norma, doing good. I live. You survived. Woohoo! No broke You're legs, back no here in your, in your good old home, and did you find any snow? I did. I found feats and feats and feats of snow. At your house? Oh, no, on the ski trip. Snowshoe yeah. West Virginia, yeah, yeah. But uh, but Eli, how are you doing? Eli, Eli, Eli. I'm not Eli. Don't be Eli. shy. Don't be shy. Eli, Eli. What's up? Uh, What's up, bitches? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, guess Eli has the night off for some family time. He's taking uh my future wife Miss So Doom out. So uh, I kid. I, uh, uh, Eli is out with uh, the missus tonight and uh, requested the night off. But in his place, we got an awesome guest. An awesome, awesome guest, Norma. Yes, Norma. yes, yes, we sure do. And, uh, you know, he's got a new show coming up with me and Norma on it called The Social Dozen. He's one of the 13 and that, people. And also yes, he's he is. on Horrible Gamers with a Z <laughs> with Mr. Sean Iams Fuller from Horribly Awkward and Which Horrible Gamers. Yes. Well, Norma, Norma. Now. Jesus, what? take the wheel. Jesus, dude. How are you, man? Pretty good, pretty good, Freeman. Um, thank you for having me on today. And uh, hopefully I do a good job replacing Eli for the show. Are I you? know he brings it every week. I enjoy listening to him on Knuckle Baller all the time. And I really enjoy you guys' show, and thank you guys for having me. Yeah, dude, yeah, dude. You, hey, thanks for being part yeah. of our show, our guest tonight. Yeah, man. You, you got to get grumpy and pissed and... Mad at the world and hate some yeah. Apple and what? What? Wait, well, let me ask, dude. Are you Apple uh-huh. or Android, Jesus? I'm wearing an Apple Watch right now. Booyah! <laughs> All Apple podcasts tonight, knuckleballer. Yeah, yeah. Got a little bit Apple, face, man. Eli. In your face, Eli. Triple dunk, man. Uh, nah, <laughs> Jesus, dude. You know it's, um, dude. It's been an honor meeting you, man, over the last couple of months and stuff. 
uh, through Horrible Gamers and the show that you do, man. But I'm really excited, man. The social doesn't starts next week. And, uh, dude, it's going to be awesome, man. I'm glad that we're all part of one family of one show, Jesus, man. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same here. I'm, I'm really excited for The Social Dozen. It's going to be something new, something fresh. And every week, the thing about that show is every week you're going to hear different hosts, you know, together. Yeah. So it's not always going to be the same thing. Yeah, always different. And, you know, for people that, that are kind of new to Knuckleball Radio, we have a new show that's starting next week called The Social Dozen. We have 13 hosts. We added Fred Roja for the Baker's Dozen. And each month, we, ju- we mix up the host into groups of four. So each week, you'll have a different group of three to four people mm-hmm. uh, a month. So like I'll do, like, like I go week one. Well, I won't do an, an, another show until the next month. So, you know, and then the next month, we'll mix it up again. But on the social dozen, you know, we're going to start off each show with the top two or three trending stories on social media. With Facebook and Twitter, and then you know we're going to talk about what's trending in our lives. What, Jesus, you know what's trending for you, man? What's what's something you want to talk about that's going on in your life? Kind of like a knuckleball, uh, but but it's yeah. a way that you know we, we can all do a show together. You know, I've, I've wanted to do a show with all you guys, but this is the way, man. Eddie Rotten, we got Gabe from Uncanny X Pros, we got Mike from XD Experience, we got the Horrible Gamers, dude. It's going to be awesome. We got Yogi Zilla on the show. We got Woo. Chip Sella on the show. So, you know, it's going to be awesome. And Mr. Fred Rojas. And we also have a voicemail line, too. Yes, yes. Normally, do you have that? So people, you know, you can go ahead and start leaving voicemails now. Yeah. You can. I mean, we start next week, so we totally, totally want voicemails. I dropped the phone number, so you have to give me a second. I have to find that notebook. And over. <laughs> I found it. <laughs> I have, like, my whole, like, little list back here. Things and, you know. Because now I'm, like, in charge of all of this, so I have to make sure I have everybody on their day. And no one can, don't you dare skip out on me, because this is serious math, mathematical problem here to put everything. Right. But I'll find that number. I have it somewhere. Where's it at, Norma? <laughs> right. Right where? hello somewhere i just i have like oodles of notebooks with numbers can you hear me yeah are you going through your pocketbook we hear you jostling some stuff up no (laughs) it's going through my notebooks can you hear me now my 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 handy dandy notebook i have the number okay so here's our voicemail number and i expect my voicemail number to be used a lot so everybody better leave a lot of messages for us i'm just letting you know now i'm being demanding and, right. and, and we want to know what's trending in your life. <laughs> Absolutely. Or, you know, what you want us, maybe even bring us a topic to talk about. Yeah. You yeah. know, give us something else to kind of mull over during the show. The phone number is 201-762-4256. So I expect you to call. Billy okay? You so better let, call. Let down, Heck, Norma. you better call. So Burr, you better again. call. I'm going to read again. 201 Hold on. Two zero one. Right. Seven six two. Seven six two. Four two five six. Two five six. That so, is correct. You got it. So hold on. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to test this out. I haven't <laughs> called this number yet. All right. Uh-oh. So, uh oh. So let's see. Two oh one. 
Seven six two, and add this to your uh, to your speed dials, guys. Yeah, I got four it. two, yeah. five six. Got it. So let's see. What does it say, Norma? I'm excited. I don't know. You haven't heard it yet. Oh boy. Thanks for calling. Social doesn't leave us a message. Make it fun. Make it silly. Make it angry. I don't care. Just leave a message. Deba deba egg. Womp so, womp. I tested it out. So, uh, yeah, but we're excited, and that number is 201-762-4256. Be sure to add that, the social dozen, to uh, to your speed dial. And that way you can, uh, you know, whenever you think of something, you can call the social dozen. But, dude, I'm so excited because, you know, it, like you said, Jesus, every month is mixed up. You know, the first week I think I recorded with Sean, I recorded with Ted, and who is it, Gabe or somebody? But, but the, the next month, it's going to be a whole new panel. Everybody's going to record with different people. So, dude, dude it's going to be awesome. And everybody's from another podcast. So, uh, you know, we, we have our own shows. But this is kind of like break time for us. Lunch time. Play time at school. So, it's going to be awesome. Absolutely. So, guys. It's exciting. I, it's- uh, yeah, I'm really excited for the show. Actually, my first week I record with Eli, Matt, and Normie. So, Woo-hoo! that'll be exciting times. Um, oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it, man. It, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. You guys better bring it week one, though. I got to say that because <laughs> week are, three dude. is really going to bring it. We're going to bring it. We're, yeah, uh, we are. We're going to set the bar high. Hold man. on to and your it, pants. And, 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 you know, I, I've been, you know, behind the scenes by myself been thinking up things. You know, like instead of shows, I think we're going to have sessions because, you know, it's like therapy. It's going to be a therapy show. You know, you know, people can tell us what uh, what's trending in their lives. You know, maybe we can help them. But, you know, session one will be next week. So I, I'm pretty excited about this. All things trending. That's what the show's about, Social Dozen. But, uh, guys, dude, I, I lived this week. I saw a lot of snow for the first time in feet. Dude, w- when we got to snowshoe last week, Norma, there was uh-huh. already three or four feet snowdrifts everywhere from the snows that they've had all year. And when we got there, it ended up snowing overnight 37 inches on top of the mountain. So just wow. a hair over three feet. And I got to say, Shoveling that mess was easy. Driving on it was easy. I don't know what you Northerners complain about. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you were probably driving easy because all the roads have been treated very well because they know how to handle their Uh, snow. Wait, wait. I know why. I know why. we. You know, it it was a (laughs) six-hour trip, Norma. Coming back, it it took us seven hours. (laughs) And the part we had to slow down on was whenever we got to North Carolina. Once again, you guys don't have ice. That's all that, you know, we were driving 50 miles an hour on the snow up there. Coming down uh-huh. the highway, down the mountain. And one thing that I noticed is whenever you guys throw your salt out, you mix it with rocks. So it's almost like driving on a dirt road. I can, you know, <coughs> yes, I, we have I, to. I, I could drive on that all day long. But Norma. The, the ice is what gets us down here in the south and paralyzes our city. You know, it could be a quarter inch of ice, and it's like driving on a skating rink. I mean, it's impossible. So Yeah, it's it's not – it's scary, too, especially when you have, like, a like a layer of snow over it and you don't see it. That black ice is nasty. Yeah. It's crazy. So, so, so Jesus, you're from Oregon. Oregon. You, Oregon. Oregon. Do, do you guys get much <laughs> snow up there, or do you just guys get, like, the rains from the Pacific? Occasionally, we do get snow. Last month, we actually had a snowfall for about a week. 
And it's not nothing crazy like you guys got down there in the south and the east coast. Um, you guys got feet of snow. We got inches. Um, but I remember during um, the time it was melting, there was a lot of ice on the road, you know, black yes. ice. And one of my close friends got in a car accident. Uh, they hit another car head on because they slid into oncoming wow. traffic. And it was it was scary for me, man, you know, because they're calling me. Her little brother called me from the hospital because he was in the car with them. And All he right. was like, they're not, me, they're not letting me see her. They're not letting me see her. And I was just like, wow, you know, so I had to drive to the hospital uh, in the ice. And it's kind of scary, you know, because, yeah. you know, black ice is a hard thing to drive on. And yes, snow, it is. And snow is hard enough itself, but when you're driving on ice, it's crazy because your car just slides everywhere. It and is, all that man, stuff. it is. Yeah, but we don't get that much snow up here. Occasionally, we get like a week of snow, but then it'll go away after a week. Because you don't get it so often, does it paralyze your area? It does. It does a lot of. There's a lot of hills uh, around here, and uh, actually in the big city, Portland, there is a lot of hills. There's tons of them. They're everywhere, and um, there's always these people in their big four by four trucks trying to go up the hills, and they don't even make it halfway. And you see them on the news all the time, sliding back down, crashing into cars. It's crazy. Right, right. But it's, it's nuts. Uh, but but you know. I, Last year was my first year skiing, and the people that follow me on Facebook remember I posted the first video of me going down the slope, and I'd done good. You know, I was doing the greens and blues last year, and, and I learned quick because I grew up on roller skates and inline skates, you know, the older I got. But, uh, you know, I was like the five-year-old at the skating rink, so it really helped me out skiing. But, you know, I was used to the, the man-made snow. I really liked it. You know, when, whenever you go to a ski lodge, like, like our – our, we had a three-story condo, which was right on the slope. And it was like, I think, 50-some slopes that they had there. So, you know, we would ride down and uh, kind of zigzag across with the lifts. But in the mornings before the slopes open, you'll see them out there grooming the slopes like a golf course. Like they'll have all these contraptions coming up with tractors, you know, kind of dragging the snow, leveling the snow out and stuff like that, which makes it easier you know there's not that many divots and, and moguls and things like that you know it's kind of a smooth skiing but you know mm -hmm. the, the day after you know it, we, we went out friday night whenever the, the storm was happening and there were people literally in the bar that had drove from ohio they drove from ohio and, and it, there was at least 15 people we ran into norma that said you know we don't have a room but we drove from ohio or we drove from pennsylvania just to ride the storm because this, wow. like, this was like this you know the, the hundred year storm that came through there the, yeah there were older people there they'd been there for years said that they had never seen you know like this much snow at one time so all these people were excited about it which got me excited about being able to ski on fresh powder you know last year it snowed a little bit when we were there but not enough to say i'm skiing on powder we you get three feet of snow that you know that that's a lot of powder <laughs> mm -hmm. but uh but I wasn't that good in the fresh snow. And for one, it is like whenever they had that much snow, whenever we woke up Saturday morning, they they didn't groom all the slopes. They just kind of left the snow there. You know, I guess it was more than what they could handle. So we went out skiing and like, you, you know, whenever you watch skiing on TV, the hills don't look that big. But you've been before, right, Norma? Yes. And some of the hills are literally... Say, like, yeah, they're intimidating. When say, you look at them, it's like mountains. Yeah, like some of the greens are like, like the hills are high, say, is a water tower that's in your city. You know, with a big water tower with a big tank up top. You know, it, it'll be a hill yeah. like that, which is gigantic, 
but it's not straight down. It's just kind of leveled out. But, you know, once you get up speed, I mean, it's still easy to hit about 50 miles per hour. And I'm good on flat stuff, but where it was so uneven from the fresh snow, like packed down here and there, it was like it was like dip, ski, 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 dip, 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 ski, ski, and like like your body would lean left and lean right, and I just wasn't good at it. I was terrified of crashing, so I, I kind of took it slow on the fresh powder. But there, but there were people out there loving it. But I, I kind of like the the man made icy snow, the groom snow. I wasn't good for the rough yeah, stuff I, yet. To me, that seems more easy to maneuver than the soft stuff. The soft stuff to me is more unpredictable. Than just your regular snow. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm just crazy I mean, like that. I mean, like my bro that went with us was on on a snowboard. A couple of them were. But they would go down Black Diamonds, which I never made it down to Black Diamond. You know, I said I was going to try to. Black Diamonds is like, for the super skilled and like, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you, I mean, you could hit 80 miles an hour on it easy. I You know, but I wanted to work my way up. But, but this storm just kind of, kind of ruined it because... The fresh powder scared me, you know. But but all my bros that that I went with, you know, they'll they'll ski down the black diamonds like it's nothing, straight down them as fast as you can go. But uh, my bros that were on snowboards, you know, they would be going down the black diamonds, and they would literally the snowboards would disappear and they'd be knee deep in snow, and stop. I mean, it was that thick. So you know, wow. e- even though they liked the powder, it it was a lot different, a lot different from what I was used to. This just being my second trip. Jesus, do you ever so, get skiing? Sean, no, 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 I was going to ask you right now, actually. I've never been skiing before or snowboarding, actually, for that for that matter. What the hell do you mean when you're talking about black diamonds, green, blue, <laughs> fucking triangles, squares? What, what do you mean? All, all right, whenever you, get to, whenever you get to a ski lodge, you know, there's a map. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, you know, you, you just kind of ski to the bottom and you come up. But down each path. They have signs. It'll have like okay. a it'll have a green circle on it, which is easy, or, or beginners, and then they have blues, which is kind of intermediate, and then they have black diamonds, which is like pro stuff. Like black diamonds are, God, some of the hills are almost like skyscrapers, you know, in, in gr- downtown Greensboro, you know, 15, 20 stories up, and, and it's literally, you know, a, a seventy degree slope. You know, if you fall, you know. There's no way that you can stop. You're just going to have to slide to the bottom, which is actually pretty crazy. You know, but, but, that, that but, sounds but not, crazy. But not They're all the black diamonds the are, are, are very like tight. So yeah. it's not even just like how high it is. It's also how tight the turns on. Yeah. The turns are. And you have different level of skiers also because, you know, mostly are, they're really good people up there. But you always have somebody who's going to be faster than you. So yes. it, it becomes dangerous at night because you have to really pay close attention and, and, to and all the, your skiers. Yeah. So, so like if I was going down a black diamond, like like I can I can turn left good and I can power slide left good to stop, but when it goes to turning right, I can turn right okay, but I I can't power slide to the right. Like like have you ever rode on rollerblades, uh, Jesus? Yeah. And, and you know how you like power slide to stop? You know, like if you're at the skating rink yeah. or something. Well, well, you can stop like that with skis, but. I, you know, try to power slide the opposite way is, is a little more difficult than what it seems. But like the greens, like like some of the, the greens is like the beginners thing, but it's still humongous hills, Jesus. But but what it is mm-hmm. is like if you have a monstrous hill, what I learned about the greens is no matter how fast you get going down it, 
there, there's going to be a runoff to where you can slow down, like a flat spot at the bottom. The black diamonds, you know, it, it'd be like a hill, a curve, and then a super big hill, and then a curve to the left and a curve to the right, maybe trees in the middle. But it's like... Oh, hell no. Like, trees like, in the middle. I want to crash into the tree, man. That sounds crazy. And like most of the greens, like a lot of the black diamonds are... Yes, some of the places are like 10 feet wide. But like the greens where we were at was like a six-lane highway. Yeah, so right. there was plenty of room. You know, you, you could almost stop anywhere you wanted. Like like me, you know, my, I was getting feet cramps real bad whenever I first started until I got my feet broke back into to my snow boots. But it's uh, it's a lot of fun, man. Yeah, you know, it was something that the guys I went with had been skiing since they were like nine, ten years old with their family. And I remember going to school and, and – all my friends would be like, yeah, we're going to, to Beach Mountain or, or Ski Beach or Sugar Mountain in North Carolina. And, you know, I didn't go to last year whenever I was 40 years old. So mm -hmm. I, I, I have not taken my kids yet. Uh, all the parents that, uh, that went with us, you know, they'll take their kids up for day trips, pay 100 bucks, and get them lessons. And, and I think I'm going to do that before the season's out. I, I want to take my kids up and get them into it. To where at least a couple lessons, pros and cons, you know, whether they want skis or snowboards. And, and that way next year, maybe we can do like weekend trips to the North Carolina mountains. Because, you know, the slopes in North Carolina is, they say they're, you know, the average slope might be three slopes, right? But see, we mm -hmm. went six hours north because it was like 50 slopes. So, you know, but I, I really want to do it with my kids. That was something that, like I said, whenever I was in school, all my friends would go with their parents, and I'd be like, man, that sounds like fun. We were always the beachgoers, Disney World goers, Caribbean, stuff like that, but we never went skiing. Did you have friends like that, Jesus, when you were in school? Yeah, man, all the time growing up, because I grew up in Las Vegas, actually, so I didn't really see snow till I actually moved to Oregon, because in Vegas, well, I think it snowed once when I was there, and I was like seven years old. It snowed like in the city, and I was surprised. Right, but it only snowed for like a day. It was a, literally a day. But uh, down in Vegas, you know, you don't get much snow, and it's a big city. But there's not a lot of uh, what can you say? Uh, not a lot of exploring stuff to do. Not a lot of nature stuff to do. So okay. to to go out and do nature stuff means to go out in the middle of the desert and <laughs> and check that out, or go to Lake Mead, which is a man-made lake that's going to nothing nowadays because it's so low. It's kind of crazy. Huh. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so how long has it been since you've been skiing, Norma? Oh my gosh, since the eighth grade. That was a long time ago. <laughs> you think you still got it, Normie? <laughs> nope. I wish that I could. I mean, I picked it up pretty quick, but because of my leg, I could never do it again. But um, there's a part of me that wishes I still could. My son goes skiing every year. <clears throat> His school, they um, they offer that. I mean, it's expensive, but they actually get a break. And by a break is it's still over two hundred dollars for six weeks, and that's once a week for going. <clears throat> and it's just rental. I mean, if you own your own ski stuff, it's just that more expensive. And for a child who's growing, it's silly to buy him his own ski stuff. Yeah, See, or something he's going to grow out we, of so quick. We have a local, but guy he loves. It. We have a local guy I went to. I, I bought some boots from. Uh, we went out on Black Friday, and we have this place called Play It Again Sports, and it's all used stuff. Uh, but on Black Fridays, it uh, played against sports here in Greensboro in North Carolina area. I think they're all over. 
uh, on Black Friday, it's half off everything in the store. So I went up Very and, nice. and I saw some ski boots that fit me. Uh, they fit me well, and, and I looked them up, and, and they they retailed for two hundred ninety nine dollars. Uh, like I could go on and buy this brand new pair of boots right now for two hundred ninety nine dollars. So they had them, they you know they were forty bucks, but then it was half off because I bought them on Black Friday. So twenty bucks for my boots. So I bought that, and then they had four dollar poles. So I got two dollar poles, which are really good poles because you know usually they're about sixty mm-hmm. bucks, uh, not dented or anything. But uh, we went. I went to rent my skis in Freeman Mommy's full setup: her boots, skis, helmet, all that stuff. And it was for a week and a half. This guy, it was thirty-five bucks for everything, which is super cheap. Super, super cheap. Yeah, that's great. So, uh, but but you know, I, I'm trying to build piece by piece. I don't know whether to buy used skis. I would rather. Find some discounted new skis like zombies or something like that on them. Something that's more me. Instead of just going to pick out a bunch of scraped up used skis for sixty bucks, yeah, I go find some for one seventy five that's new. But yeah, I like to have some zombie skis or something. Something that's me. So, so you're in yeah, Oregon. Yeah, I have no idea. Oh, you would have to ask an expert as far as far as buying used skis <clears throat> because I think. That's kind of like hit or miss. It's kind of like getting somebody's old um, roller blades because you know you kind of wear shoes and you fit them to your own mold of your own foot. Yeah, I think that's the same thing with skis. Hmm. Even though you have a boot that kind of pops in into place, I think that if they've been banged up too much, that they're not. They're not. I'm going to post a picture in our chat, Norma. Don't you see this guy's this place where we rented them? This guy literally has. Let me see. I'm posting so in how, chat, but, but, how, but look, look at those pics. I mean, there's, he literally has a thousand pairs of skis in there. You know, that picture should be popping up in chat and snowboards and stuff looking, like that. What was you saying, Jesus? Jesus, take so the wheel. How how expensive is skiing? Like as a hobby, like for Maybe. you, Freeman, you go every year, whatever. How expensive is it? Is uh, it an expensive hobby? No, you know if if you if you have all your own gear, Jesus, all you gotta do is buy a lift ticket. And okay. like for us, a three day lift ticket was one thirty. But you know you could a go, person? yeah. But but you know that was three days unlimited. That was that was day skiing and night skiing unlimited on the lift. But but say like if you had your gear, Jesus, and you went say mm-hmm. uh, up north a little bit in Washington State from where you're at and. Had all your own gear, dude. You, you could probably go and pay $27, 30 bucks for a lift ticket, and, and that's all you need. Well, I guess it depends, but skis are expensive to purchase in the first place because you they? need your skis, you need your boots, and um, then you need your lift ticket. <clears throat> so you know, those, usually, li- those little those little handles, those little stick things. That you yep, stick yeah, the yeah. poles. Your poles also. All of that adds up. <clears throat> Excuse me. I mean, Amazon. You can, an inexpensive way to go skiing would probably be a hundred dollars a day, and um, you know I'm sure that the more you do it, the more of a break you get. Uh, you know, of course, the bigger group, less um, it's less expensive, but you have to find enough people who are interested to do it. And then if you're under the age of eighteen, a lot of slopes now um, require you to wear a helmet. The helmet itself is like two hundred dollars. Well, well I, I I wore my skateboarding Protec helmet. <laughs> With stickers. I mean, you're still wearing a helmet. You're an adult, so you might not have to. Unless if you're snowboarding, that might be something you have to wear. 
Um, no, it was but optional I do know, where we were at. That's good. Like my son, because we order it before a certain time, we can get the helmet for $60 at a serious discount. So we do that. We don't do it every year because it'd be silly to buy a new helmet that would still fit him. But if we wait after the, the date, then that helmet becomes $200. Right. But it, so, so the it, date is after the season starts? That's when the helmet the becomes is, $200? That depends on the the, res, the ski resort, how mm-hmm. they want to do the, the pricing and, and what. I mean, so if you buy it off, maybe off season, it's a lot cheaper than during the season. Yep. You it, know, and the reason why skiing is expensive is because it costs a lot of money to make the snow as well. They have some serious snowmaking machines up there. Yeah. But, but the snow snow making machines that nature made the snow. Yeah. That too, but they have machines yeah, that help, help machines it along. Are, but Jesus, yeah. like, say like where we went, it was six hours away. So you know, it, it was like one trip a year that we go. I think we paid one thirty for a three day pass, but I think it was one sixty five for a season ticket, lift ticket. So if we live close, yeah, I I, I would you, you could buy a season pass that's good for all year. And then, you know, mm. th- that way you could just go unlimited, man. And, and all it would cost you was your meals and gas to get there. But it's, okay. uh, you know, I, I really want to get my kids into it. Because cause a, a lot of the slopes in North Carolina and the, and the Appalachian Mountains uh, is a lot of those are warning skiers to the West Virginia, like, uh, what do you call it, Winter Place and Snowshoe. You know, uh, everybody goes there. So they're always working at deals like in the North Carolina Mountains. So a lot of times, if you buy two adult lift tickets, like all kids 15 and under with you, get a free lift ticket. So, I mean, it's once you get your gear, it's pretty good. You know, it's like buying your MacBook. You know, once you buy it, you know, or, or say like podcast. So like, I want a podcast. Well, you know, once you get a good laptop or MacBook, then – you're over that hump. It's free yeah. from then on. You know what I'm saying? What you okay. get, you're getting the same I'm thing reading, with skiing, man. I'm you're reading somebody who has 50 plus years experience with skiing. And they said their total package um, throughout the years has ranged, um, well, not the years, but most recently, anywhere from 400 to $600 <laughs> just for your skiing equipment. Yeah. And but, then, you know, then you have to buy your, your past to go on the lift. Yep. And, you know, my buddy Brundage that went, he's had his skis for years. Uh, he said he paid, it was 175 for his ski, and that come with the bindings, the hooks to your boot. He bought some used boots uh, for about 100 bucks, and the poles. But, you know, he's been using them for like six years. And, uh, you know, like I said, once you get over that hump, Jesus, then you have it. Right. It is, uh, dude, it, it's a lot of fun, man. I'm not going to lie, dude. I, I had a blast. I had a blast. The adrenaline. I had a blast. Yeah. I'm feeling that air just run through your face, and your brain is trying to think, oh, crap, where am I turning next? What am I doing? Ah, am I going to fall? <laughs> and, I'm going to fall. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and then there's fun parts. Say, like, you know, you ride to the bottom, man. Well, you got a backpack full of beer, so you hop on the, the lift. And, and one thing that I've noticed about the way the snowshoe is, is it's not a church camp. You know, so they don't treat you like children there. So, you know, when you, when you hop on a lift, you know, you drink a beer on the way up. You know, you still kind of <laughs> hide it, but it's like... I wouldn't be doing that, but okay. <laughs> but, but but I'm saying, you know, it's it's very adult-oriented. You know what I'm saying? So, so like me, right. I'm a smoker. You know, if I want to stop and smoke at the bottom of the thing, they don't say nothing to me. 
you know, and, and whenever I first, I, I guess because I associated skiing with like church groups and, and things like that, that my friends used to always go with was I was like, you know, I, I bet it's strict rules like Chuck E. Cheese, but it wasn't, you know, it was, you know, you got all these radical hippies, dreadlocks, you know, ganja smoking hippies that, that, that are there, but, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed everything about it. I like the lift rides up. I like the drive there. I like the scenery. I like the skiing. I like the breakfast in the morning, man, looking out on the slopes. I, I That's love right. it. It was like the perfect vacation. And, and, you know, this was our second year doing it. It was actually the third year the group done it. We didn't go the first year. But I'm looking forward to, to next January already. I and think th- there's something beautiful. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say they're going February 13th. To Winter Place, West Virginia, but I got a DJ that day, so I can't go. Oh, that sucks. That sucks. You know, I think um, there's just something beautiful about sitting in the ski lodge and smelling the snow through the air as people open and close the door, and you're just all bundled up, or maybe like on the couch there, sipping like something hot, like hot chocolate, or maybe yeah. you know, like a little adult hot beverage. There's just something <laughs> pretty special about that. That's yeah. the thing about snow. Every time it snows, even around here when it snows. You know, there's less cars out. You know, of course, there's always less cars out. But I just like to take a walk in the snow because everything is so peaceful when it's actually yeah. there's snow out every time. Mm-hmm. It was nice. So I could imagine that's probably how it's like in the mountain. Right here, we do have a ski lodge in Oregon. It's, it's up in Mount Hood. So it's a volcano that we have here. Yeah. And um, it's up there, but I don't know a lot of people that actually go up there. I know some that have gone up there, but... One of my, uh, most of my friends actually go out of state to ski. They go to, up to Montana and stuff like that. I've heard Montana is, is an excellent place for skiing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, dude, you know, if you take off and go up there, Jesus, I was looking at the rates uh, where we went. And mm-hmm. for about for rental fees, it was like uh, for a day, it was like $27. And that's your skis, poles, and boots. So yeah, okay. just take off and go up there, man, and, and get a yeah, lift just, ticket. You don't even need your own gear. You just you go up there. They they size you up and they give yeah, you yeah, yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with, with you know, and the stuff you know, the rental stuff that they give you is top notch, say okay. the art, the newest stuff out. So you know, it's you know, they don't want you to get hurt. So it, it's all good stuff. But they'll custom fit your boots and everything, dude. But it's it's not cheap, but it, it's not expensive to rent all the stuff, man. And I, I strongly fun, suggest taking lessons and starting in the bunny slopes. There's nothing wrong about being an adult or older and going and starting on the bunny slopes. The first time I went skiing, I hated it. I'm like, I cannot believe I just wasted all my time to do this. And the following year, I went again. And when I re-signed up again, I'm like, what am I doing? I hated this last year, but a little part <laughs> of my brain, because I'm always stubborn and I always try to prove myself. You know, if I mess up, just prove that I can do it bigger and better. Mm-hmm. I went anyways. But what I did get to do that they didn't do the last year's the bunny soaps were broken so i couldn't even do the bunny soaps and they didn't give us our lesson till 10 o'clock at night which at that point was kind of stupid because we had already been skiing for like three or four hours so the following year the bunny soap was open and they still gave me uh you know a couple of um you know classes or a class or whatever and i was like a champ i couldn't i couldn't stop at the end of the the slope gracefully and I was okay with that. I didn't mind crashing down. As long as I didn't do like the snowball effect, I was okay with that. And it was actually a lot of fun. 
That's crazy. And it you're never like told family. to try it. You know, yeah. never told to try. You're never something. told to try anything. Actually, I know I people agree that, with that. That, that don't like to try things because they feel like they're too old for it. And it's like, no, fuck that. Go out and try. It. You know, everything's you got. You only live once. Try Absolutely. it at least once. That's it. That's exactly it. And, uh, dude, I, I was going to ask you something. That, that was kind of my knuckleballer. But before we get to the actual knuckleballers with you guys, I got to ask you, Jesus. You're from, uh, mm-hmm. you're from Oregon, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a cannabis-friendly state now, right? right? Yeah. So, so explain to me the canna- what, what a cannabis state is like. Do you smell it a lot? Do you, do you see it a lot? <laughs> I mean, are, are there shops everywhere? I mean, I, I don't know. You know, I, I'm in the Bible Belt. Here in North Carolina, churches on every corner, which is good. I'm a Christian, Uh you know. You know, strong faith in the Lord. But what's it like, man? Actually, uh, Washington became, you know, a marijuana-friendly state. You know, last year and this, or the year before last, and last year Oregon became one. And um, it was kind of weird at first because you're able to walk into a cannabis store, which. a lot of them are medical stores as well, so they were for, like, medical card-holding people. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just walk in there, you show them your ID. As long as you're over 21, you're legal to buy hmm. any strand of marijuana you want, from edibles to, you know, oil. You can eat it? I had no yep. idea. You can get brownies, cookies. Oh, I guess that way dough. I didn't think about that. All that stuff. I thought literally, like, shoving some in your mouth. I'm like, chomp, 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 chomp. <laughs> well, yeah, you just, you just walk in there, and you can ask for any any strand of marijuana you want, basically. Um, the, the city that I live in actually banned the sale of legal marijuana unless you have a medical card. So the thing about the state is they, they passed a law, you know, statewide where it's legal, but certain counties or certain cities can ban the sale of marijuana to you if you don't have a medical marijuana card. So basically, to buy marijuana from this town, you'd have to drive 15 minutes to the next town and just buy it there. Um, but it's not as big as a problem as you would think. Now, you don't smell it in public. You don't smell it outside a lot. Um, but it, it does reduce, I guess, crime. You know, you can carry up to an ounce of marijuana with you in the state of Oregon, if you're over mm-hmm. 21. And um, you can grow up to like four plants in your house. So you can grow oh, marijuana wow. in your house, which, you know, I guess if you really want to grow marijuana, you can, but it's really expensive to do because you got to buy all the equipment, you got to have all the electricity set up, all that stuff set up in your garage or wherever you're doing it. And it's really expensive because it runs a lot of electricity. Um, but yeah, I do know quite a few people that, that smoke cannabis, you know, they, they smoke it either for medical reasons or for social reasons, you know, just to hang out, you know, they just do it to do it. Yeah. 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 And then to me, you know, I, I don't really care. It's, you know, to me, it's not, it's not a big deal. Um, but to some people it is, and it's kind of funny because, you know, you got a lot of people here that, that hate it, you know, they hate the fact that Oregon became one of those states that supports marijuana. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it, it does bring a lot of revenue in for the state. You know, they, they were showing, you know, how much sales were in the first week for Oregon. And in the first week, Oregon, you know, was able to make, I think marijuana growers were able to make like $10 million or something like that. In the first week, wow. it became right. legal. So, you know, um, it is taxed pretty heavily. So it's not nothing near what the black market can get you. But, you know, you can buy it. So, so, so like... If you were to buy, say, a, here, say, a $40 quarterback, what would it cost there? 
Uh, you know, a forty dollar bag. So like illegal legally, that would probably cost you like double the price, like maybe eighty, ninety. But you're buying illegally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but they have a rule in Oregon where you can't sell it illegally, you know. But I can gift it to you, and you huh. can donate money to me. <laughs> Oh, so weird. Like That's a, weird. <laughs> yeah, so there's a loophole there, you know. So you can give marijuana to your friends that are over 21 as a gift, uh, but you cannot sell it to them. It's kind of weird. That is weird. So you got to be yeah. 21? Yeah, you got to be 21 to be able to have marijuana on you. If you're under 21, you basically get charged with an MIP, kind of like the same thing as alcohol, minor in possession. Um, and it's just like a ticket. Well, something that I've always wondered about, Jesus, is, I mean, you may not know this or you may know it, it's like where I work at. Like, we're heavily drug tested. You know, we deal with the government stuff, uh, nuclear type stuff sometimes. But, you know, cannabis can stay in your system for, you know, a month, say. So, yeah. are the drug tests still real strict? And, and can cannabis be banned on it? Or can you still smoke at home and, and still have it in your system? in the workplace that's the big problem that oregon is having actually because a lot of people are getting fired from their jobs because they're smoking weed i mean their jobs can still drug test you and you can still be randomly drug tested you can still be drug tested before hiring all that stuff and they can still deny you if you're because it's legally federally it's illegal and it's legal and it's only legal statewide but the thing is the state is not enforcing that that law, you know, where where if you lose your job over weed, they're not going to come and defend you over it, you know. Mm-hmm. Even right, if you right. did it on your own time, even if I if I smoked right now, and then I got really high right now, and tomorrow I went to work and they drug tested me, I could still get fired for that. Gotcha, so gotcha. you got to think That's about that before you smoke. Think about it, people. Make a good choice. <laughs> good choices, but it's you know it's really weird, you know, just seeing all these stores pop up around my town there was literally like after marijuana became uh, you know legal here to sell to the public there was like stores everywhere in Oregon literally you could drive up the highway and just see stores left and right that have big pot leaves in the front door That's you know wild. they're just it's crazy and and the word another big thing that the the, the stores are having is uh, the banks won't take their money so oh, they have to they have to keep their money in a store or in a safe or go bury it underground <laughs> somewhere, bury it in their backyard. Because and I'm the sure banks, they have a lot of Rottweilers protecting those things. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> the the banks won't take the money. The banks say no, we can't accept that money because it's is you know it's illegal money federally, and we're we're covered by the federal government and we're insured by them, so we can't accept this money. So. These people are hiring bodyguards and stuff to protect their money. It's kind of weird. So that is uh, that's just strange to me. I don't know. It's, it's weird. I'd be paranoid. Now, <laughs> what was the other question I was going to ask? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. But I mean, I don't know. Not I now. Know what, but, but I don't saying... know the effects. Never tried it. I'm not even minorly curious about it. I hate the way it smells. I it's just can't n- imagine. It's nothing like being just straight up drunk, Norma. Nothing like that. No. no. <laughs> well, you know, that I've tried. That I know what it feels like. But It's, uh, you, you know, just the thought of me, say, say like, speaking of my high school days, my mom's dead and gone, <laughs> so, I, you know, she'll never know. But, you know, you know, just being able to keep, like, your little dug, wooden dugout in your pocket and be able to take, you know, a little pinch hit here and there, dude, 
I think it would be pretty awesome. You know, and, and to some people it is, and it does help a lot of people. You know, marijuana does have medical purposes, and I do believe that marijuana actually can help people with, with different things, like anxiety, you know, um, pain. It helps with a lot of that stuff. And um, to me, I'm indifferent to it. You know, if you like it, you like it, and if you don't, you don't. You know, I'm not going to... I'm not going to force you to smoke it, you know. But if you offer me some, I might take a hit here and there. You never know. Right. Right. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm not against it. I'm not for it. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and support it, but I'm not going to sit here and, and say that it's not good for nobody. Um, but, you know, there's other drugs out there that are way worse than marijuana. You know, you got heroin, cocaine, methamphetamine, oh, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. It's way worse. And it, and it causes a lot more damage, I believe, than marijuana does. The only thing I think marijuana gets a bad rap is because it's such a common drug. It's such a drug that everybody's kind of tried. Yeah, yeah. I, well, it's like at one time I think it was like the number three crop in the United States, and you got to think number three, you know, corn, yeah, stuff like that. You know, so for it to be that big and be illegal, yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah, so that's the thing, and and the thing about Oregon and Washington is they're going to make a lot of money off of this, and you know, they're obviously taxing there, you know, and it, and it does reduce the crime rate. It reduces the crime rate, you know, just for the simple fact that you can't be arrested for it anymore. Um, which before was get accounted for a lot of warrants, a lot of all that stuff, a lot of money that was wasted on the judicial system as well. Um, but some people support it, some people really hate it. It is what it is. Sorry, I was talking yeah, to you know, I oh, guess ahead, I, I just see it. You know, I was I'm never sure on how I stand on it, but I just think of it. Look, you. You know, we can give kids speed. You know, we can give kids, like, what? what's Ritalin? Isn't that speed? And yeah. a bunch of other these things. I'm a firm believer that if it's controlled by a doctor, if it really helps people, <clears throat> you know, physically feel better, you know, I think it's important. I I saw a documentary years ago and about so how, powerful. you know, when they were trying to, uh, yeah, I mean, trying to legalize it in a lot of states. You know, this one girl, she just, she had a serious stuttering problem and you could, and we saw her throughout the, the documentary. And once she, you know, had her prescription, she was able to go to the store, get her little cannabis and smoke it. Her stuttering just stopped. Uh, There was another person in the same documentary who couldn't sleep at night. They, at the age of eight. Him and sister, right. he was eight, his sister was six. They they were out to lunch with their mom. Uh, their dad and their mom had just gotten a divorce. The dad couldn't handle it. He came in the store and just murdered their mom right in front of them. Ugh. You know, and he could not, for years, he was an adult in his 30s, couldn't sleep at night until his one doctor said, look, you know, let's try this. And once, you know, he was able to, like, mellow out and smoke like he was able to sleep a normal eight hour sleep without interruption and waking up with those nightmares. You know, of course he had a a psychologist that he was talking to and everything to help him deal with this, you know, traumatic experience, but it's incredible. You know, it, I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm a big believer in doctors. You know, if they're like, you know, this works, you know, and you know, you have a valid excuse to use this. 
You know, it's the same thing as morphine, you know, the same thing as Oxycontin, you know, it's, if it's done within the right realms, I think that's the most important part. And and the thing that people forget is a lot of drugs that are legal, that are prescribed by doctors can actually be harmful and they can actually become Mm -hmm. an addiction. I've had family members that have become addicted to Oxycontin and Vicodin and, and all those pills that are legally, you know, they're legal and they can get them from their doctors. And they've become hooked on them, and they will do anything for another pill. So they start selling shit right. for the pills, you know, anything they could do to get yeah. their hands on more pills. And it's the, crazy. But the doctors know that they come with copays and insurance, yeah. so they keep prescribing them. I, mm-hmm. I know several people like that. Yeah. Several people now, you know, like like ex coworkers and stuff like that, man. To where, you know, it, it, it's one thing say to take. A Vicodin and mow your yard, but then it's one thing to get off work early to go to the pawn shop, and yeah, I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? It's uh, some people just get crazy with that mess. Yeah, they do. They do. You know, it's it's funny because when I had to have take some of that stuff because of my multiple surgeries, I just I couldn't deal with the way I felt taking it. So I'm like, all right, can I go to like ibuprofen now? And they would just laugh at me, like, "Are you serious?" I'm like, "I really don't need this." <laughs> I really feel weird and out of it, and I don't like this feeling at all. I mean, I'm like, it, okay. <laughs> I mean, it puts me in a in a super good mood, but you know, uh, you know, like I said, here and there, you know what I'm saying. Like if I had a toothache right. or something, yeah, you know, I'm like, well, you know, let's, let's get to the movies or something. But you know, once they're out, they're out. It's not, you know. Well, Gunny Twenty Five says that his drug dealer is his doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's the truth. That is your biggest drug dealer will always be your doctor because you can literally go up to him. And I've known people that are, you know, they have legit scams to scam their psychiatrist out of pills. Then they know what to say and how to answer the questions to get more Xanax, to get more of these pills that are really, really harmful to you. And then they become zombies, basically. They'll take these pills and just be zombies for a whole day. And you're Mm -hmm. like, what the hell? And then they got them from their doctor. You know, and it's kind of sad. Whenever, you know, we took a trip to Cancun, Mexico, and mm-hmm. also to, uh, we went to Montego Bay, Jamaica, and Negril, Jamaica, and Ocho Rios, Jamaica, but, but like, whenever you go to Cancun, Mexico, or Jamaica, you you just walk in the store, and, they, and they've got, like, penicillin, and, and the Vicodin, and stuff like yeah. that, like, like, on the shelves, just there. You can, in Uruguay, you can buy all that stuff at the pharmacy. You don't need a prescription, wow. you know? You don't need a prescription for antibiotics and certain other things. Like penicillin and stuff. Yeah, it's weird. It's just weird. My mom's like, oh, you know, when you go get some antibiotics at the pharmacy, I'm like, oh, you know, but I don't remember you going to the doctor. She's like, you don't need to go to the doctor to get antibiotics. And I'm like, well, how do you know which ones you want? Because, (laughs) you know, certain antibiotics are good for certain things, you know, just because, like, for example, I take some acne medication you know, uh, for being as old as I do, I still break out like I'm 13. So, you know, I, I went to my doctor and he prescribed to me an antibiotic. But, but it's not the same as antibiotic that I would get if I had strep throat. So it's just so weird how that works. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can take too much antibiotics too also. So, I don't know. Do, do you yeah. guys think? And your body you, becomes accustomed to it. We have a third kid just, because of antibiotics and birth control. Yeah. You know, it kind of. Makes birth control not work. I love Chloe to death, but uh, we have three kids now. 
I got a question for you guys. Do you guys believe that making something illegal makes it more, you know, I guess enticing. makes yeah I more know. enticing for for people? Because yeah. you know, I've Absolutely. always I've always talked to people from foreign countries. You know, like Germany, Sweden. It's, it's not a problem. Um, different countries, and to them, you know. Alcohol drinking, they've been drinking alcohol since they were 15, 16, you know, because it's legal in like Germany and all those countries to drink alcohol when you're like 15, 16. You can go to the bar and buy a beer. And, you know, here in the U.S., we make it illegal until you're 21. And, you know, we have a lot of problems here with people drinking underage and crashing their cars or just drinking too much, killing themselves. Um, and, and, and I don't know. Do you guys believe that's a big problem, you know, making something illegal? All right, this is my take on it. You know, I used to listen to a guy on the radio, Neil Bortz. And, uh, you know, I met Neil Bortz and got his autograph and talked to him about a book that he had called The Fair Tax Book. But Neil Bortz was a libertarian. A libertarian for legalizing drugs. And, and, you know, he made a good point. And and he would always talk the hard drugs, say like heroin and cocaine, legalization. You know, most of the people that deal with heroin end up overdosing on it or they get the bad stuff mm-hmm. this that and the other you never hear about that in a hospital with morphine and morphine is well basically heroin yeah. it's, it's pure it, it's clean it's done the right way it's not from the streets it's not gritty but neil Bors would always preach you know if you legalized heroin and gave people the good stuff for one there wouldn't be crime and there wouldn't be you know, all these drug lords, it would stop all that, but people would actually get healthier drugs that they need. Even though that yeah. it's an addiction and it's bad. Like, like I said, you know, you never think of going to the hospital and somebody, you know, their heart stopping because, you know, they, they get a big dose of morphine or something. It's regulated and it's pure and it's not cut with anything. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, there was a big strain of heroin deaths last year in our neighboring city of High Point. But it was like this black tar stuff that, that was all over the news that the people were getting it, and it was just killing them instantly. But that's, you know, from the streets. But, but I honestly think that people's going to do it regardless. Yeah. People that's going to do heroin is going to do heroin. And, and Neil Bortz would always say, you know, if you just legalize it and help them get the, the stuff that they want, you know, if they had a place to go get it, it's like the beer store. You know, people don't break in your house for beers. They go to Walmart and buy beers. Mm-hmm. And it would be the same thing even with the harder drugs. Because people's going to do it, Norma. If you're going to do cocaine, you're going to do it. It don't matter how against <laughs> yeah. the law it is. Well, you'll find somebody to do it. I agree with that. You know, I think, you know, if you if you take something away, that it's going to become that more exciting. You know, that more of a of a thing, of a rebellion. You know, I'm not one for breaking rules. I'm a, I'm a pretty straight rule follower in general. But, you know, I've seen friends, you know, oh, you know, we're not supposed to have this in school. So let's do it. You know, like chewing gum, for example, as minor as it is, you're still going to have kids chewing gum because they feel a little important knowing that they're breaking a rule. And even though it's yeah. small and we can laugh at that, I think it's the same with bigger things. Um, so, Norma, you say you're a big rule yes. follower. If you were to come to Oregon yes. or Washington or Colorado or wherever the weed is legal, and, and I offered you a joint, and I said, Norma, let's smoke. Would you smoke? No. Why? I don't, because I don't like the way it smells. Okay. It does gross <laughs> me out. Like, I've smelled it it's before. It's a laugh, Norma, that you, that 
I, I guarantee you, you need a laugh. Like, <laughs> yeah. Look, I eat, I eat enough on my own. I don't need anything else. I was going to give me the extra munchies. I, I munch all the time on everything. If you see me, I'm always having some kind of snack near me or around me yeah. or something. But, but you know, so I don't want to eat anything else that's going to get me like, oh, I want two bags of Dorito instead of but, just one now. But I remember... My mom gave some of my friends. All right, my mom's been dead for nine years, February. February 21st, I believe. And before my mom died, a couple years before that, my stepfather got throat cancer. He survived it, and he's still living. But whenever he was going through all the radiation and chemotherapy, he was they prescribed him with Marinol. And Marinol was these little balls, THC tablets, that he had to keep in the refrigerator. To, to curb his appetite and to kind of kind of numb the pain a little bit through marijuana, but it, but it was called Marinol. And I remember after he survived the cancer, you know, my mom's like, do you know anybody that want these? <laughs> it's, so I gave them to my bros, and, and they were like, wow. You know, the, the government-regulated TH, you know, it's like pure THC. You take the pill yeah. without mm-hmm. smoking, and, and you got, they, they said it was a buzz that was ungodly compared to anything that they'd ever smoked. But, the, you know, that was government regulated. But even though it, it's not legal here in North Carolina, they still prescribe it for, like, cancer patients like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But, so, uh, so that's a good thing, you know, when, when, when you can find alternative medicine, you know, or anything that would just help ease the pain for somebody who's already dying, you know. Yeah. A lot of cancer patients don't survive. And if you can just ease their pain a little bit, why not help them, you know? Why not help them make it to the end with less pain? Absolutely, Amen. and I knew that Amen. my brother at the end, the morphine wasn't even enough to help him with the pain. So, you know, had there been another mo- alternative, you know, I'm sure he, you know, he may have done it. I don't know. May, may not have done it. I, I never thought of asking him, but I don't know. Yeah. You know, every, to each, I think people need to make their own decisions certain certain stuff. But again, the ruled following, following person to me comes into play is, you know, if it's prescribed by a doctor, you know. They they go to medical school. Doctors are not just they don't just open a cracker jar bo- cracker jack box and say, "Hey, look, here's a doctor's license. Let me do this." You know, they're like the best of the best in their class, and then they take more classes and they become the best of the best of that class too. Do they make mistakes? Of course, they're human. But I'll tell you what, I'll take their advice over any Joe Schmo in the street that says, "Oh, maybe you should try this or try that." Yeah. Yeah, and then a lot of things in, in Oregon. There was a big case back in the day where. Uh, there's there's a there's a church here, and they believe in in um, in prayer healing, mm-hmm. and there was a case where uh, these this couple you know they were pretty young fairly young couple they were like in their twenties, and they just recently they were married and they had a child, and their daughter was sick, really sick like I mean she had like I think pneumonia, um, all kinds of stuff, but they wouldn't take her to the doctors because they believed in faith healing they believed that they mm-hmm. could pray to heal this child. And their child died. Mm-hmm. She died, you know, because obviously she didn't get healed or whatever. And they got arrested and all this stuff. And to me, you know, it's, it's kind of difficult, you know, to to, to judge these people. Because right. they really believe this stuff. You know, they believe in this stuff. It's like it's like somebody who smokes marijuana to heal cancer. You know, you want to, if you're going to, you believe in something's going to help you, you're going to do it, you know, just like. Right. People, you know, they believe that fruits can heal cancer and they'll just eat nothing but fruit. You know, it, it, I guess, you know, it's whatever you believe in, you can do 
I guess do it. Right. No, absolutely. It's, yeah, it's, you know, and that's hard, you know, because if they believe in prayer, and, you know, I, I'm a praying person, you know, I, I believe in the power of prayer, but to me, you know, my conviction is that, okay, God wants me to come to him and talk to him about stuff, but he also wants me to be smart and, you know, use the resources that I do have around him, as long as I'm not out hurting somebody else's family or, or somebody yeah. else, you know, in my in my voyage of finding, you know, what needs to be found kind of deal. So, uh, that, that's a really fine line. It's, it's, it's hard, you know, and to be in that predicament, you know, I know once a while ago, this one family, I think they ended up finding the little boy, but you know, their faith was to starve their kid and not let him eat like bare minimums. And that to me, I, I can't see that being okay. As somebody who, you know, who is, you know, religious, mm-hmm. I cannot see that being okay because that's now hurting somebody else's little body for something that our body was made to do. You know, we're made to eat. We're made to break down what we're eating and have our body digest it. You know, we're like a machine. You've got mm-hmm. to keep it oiled and taken care of. And to me, that was just wrong. You know, yeah. And, and those parents actually got arrested and, and I think they were both convicted of uh negligent homicide or something like that for you know their their kid died and and i supported that because i was like you know there's a reason why doctors exist right (laughs) there's a reason you know there's they're they're here for a reason people did not just without doctors without scientists there wouldn't be any cures for anything we would still be living in the stone age getting killed off by fucking mosquitoes and just biting you for dying from a cold you know that was pretty common back in the day and nowadays we don't because we have all these antibiotics and medicine. Um, and to me, you know, that kind of stuff, it, it's, you know, I'm not very religious myself. But, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's times where I do pray, you know, and, and, I, and I do sometimes, you know, just, I guess you need somebody to listen. That's what everybody needs, somebody to listen. And if, you know, you need to pray, you think that God is listening to you, you will pray. And if you need some, your friend to listen to you, you will go to your friend or your psychiatrist right. or your whoever and it's hard, you know, that's a fine line, you know, when you have something like that, where it's faith, when it's faith, when when you're fighting somebody's faith, how do you know when it's enough is enough? Right. I don't know. So, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's a weird fine line. Yeah, <coughs> All right, so I'm going to liven this up a little bit. All it. right. Okay, are you ready? We're going to change things around. I'm going to, I found this little thing. And it's called 20 Things. Okay, you guys ready for this? Because you're going to have to justify your gender right now. 20 Things Men Do When They Are Alone. (laughs) Mm, And I'm going to ask you if it's true, first of all. And second of all, the second question is, why? Why Rub one out. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. (laughs) (laughs) We might get to that. Okay, anyway, so number one is create epic food masterpieces. Is this true? Do you, are you your own chef and you're like, I'm home alone? I'm going to build whatever I find in my Uh, cupboard and eat it. I don't so Mm. much. I'm good for, you know, snagging some Oreos or something like that. But like creations, not so much. Not me. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not very creative either. Actually, you know. So, you know, if, if I'm just here, just hanging out, you know, and by myself, and there's nothing to eat, I'll rather go out and get something to eat. <laughs> okay. All right. 
So this one doesn't fit you guys. Okay. What about do press ups literally all over the house? Press ups? <laughs> yes. What is that? Do you boys really say, you know, like, um, instead of um, press ups? Push-ups. So yeah, not exactly. Push ups. Maybe it's it's another way for push ups. Thank you. I'm like I'm trying to figure. I, I veg on mind. the couch. You know, a lot of times I can sneak. <laughs> a, I can sneak. I can sneak a nap in. Norma, when Freeman mommy's running to the store with the kids, I'm like, all right, ten minutes. <laughs> can I watch? Normie, that is the biggest lie. Who the yeah. hell wants to walk around the house working <laughs> out? I I go sit down. I lay down. I look at my phone. <laughs> The biggest workout I do is in my thumbs. I start messaging people. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Scratch number two then. Number three, flex in reflective surfaces. <laughs> flex. If you flex around the house, do you go around showing off your muscles to yourself in the house? No. Uh, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I'm over three, Norma. Pretty yeah, normal. Okay, okay, I think number four might be. I think I might got you number four. Oh my God, can't say this on do, we ru- do we rub one out? Yes. Plus, you you play with your with your genitals. Yeah. Yes. Why? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? And I like I don't understand this. You know, I've been married almost twenty years. I still don't understand why you guys have to grope yourselves. But is there some scientific to make sure it's still working? It? Look at Norma. <laughs> He's like, hello. Are you working there? <laughs> All right, Norma. Norma, look it up. Even though, so like the average married couple does say like an eight day cycle, seven days, fifteen days, whatever. Look it up. Most men have to release every day. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that, that's no joke. It's the truth. Have you watched? Have you watched Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street? Yes. yes, I have. When he says, you know, you got to rub one out at work, you know, you just do it. You do it twice a day to keep yourself sane. See, yeah. And that's pretty much true. And nobody's listening, but uh, it, it's just a way of life. I, I, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I feel alone, which I am alone. But, I mean, if you look it up, you know, the average, I mean, like, the average girl could please herself, say, once a week, once every other week. The males, it's like every day. <laughs> yeah, like like ninety percent. But but you know, like like the old saying goes, Norma, ten percent of women masturbate, ninety percent lie about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I am writing down your quote because this is funny. Sometimes I feel alone. I'm I'm writing it down. I put it in chat. It's a good one, Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> I feel alone, and I'm just going to put it right here, Sean Freeman. <laughs> okay, you ready? What'd you do before <laughs> cell phones, man? Good God. You, know, you think yeah. about it. Oh. We, all not, we all know how to delete the history, Norma. You can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right, Jesus? Okay. Yeah, you got your eyes closed. Number four. You check check any guy's cell phone, you go to a safari and you click on history, it's going to be clear. (laughs) Clear. (laughs) It will be. (laughs) You're right, dude. That is so right. I'd rather not know. I'd rather be ignorance is bliss kind of person. Okay, so so number four, yes. So number five. Wait, wait. Wait. So so, so let's reverse that question. Do do, do girls. uh, like no, ninety percent law. I'm serious. 
We are not wired that way. Not wired that way. Really? Yeah. I mean, I think we may think about this like once a week, maybe. There's a small percentage that could be that. So what do you do about it? Just think about it? Nothing. (laughs) No. Liar! No, I'm serious. It's just like a blip through my mind, and that's it. <laughs> it is not that big of a deal. Oh, okay. That's just the thoughts. I, mean, like, I remember that one time. Okay, back to work. But, but, kind but of like, deal. But that's it. All right, so it's like you're in the Target. Okay. In the target. I mean, do you go home to your husband, or you just, you know? Think of Jesus. Or, no. or, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say. If I'm in the Target bathroom, it's because I really gotta pee, and I can't wait to get into the car or home. That's the only thing that's happening there. I, I'm gonna tell you what, and I've talked about this before on here, and my wife knows this. We could be at a Target, right? Mm-hmm. And the male sensors. I don't, I don't know how they work. I don't know how they work, Norma. But, but like. <laughs> There could be a pretty pregnant girl in Target, and it does something to my male anatomy sensor, <laughs> something, you know, in heat. I, I don't know what, but God, it turns me on. <laughs> are you are you like that, Jesus? Like, is, is there you know, something? You know, it's like, actually, that's actually a true fact, actually. You know, sometimes you look at somebody who may be pregnant, and you just think, like, oh, you know, like, whoa. You know, you think to yourself, what the fuck is going on with my head right now? Like. Which head, it's though? Like they, they put off a, <laughs> it's almost like they put off a, a clean smell. I, I, you know, pregnant women just—they, you know, pregnant women just glow. Norma, a pregnant woman can get up in the morning, not put on any makeup, comb yep, the hair, and go still out, look beautiful, and it looks like they just got out of the shower. You know, pregnant women. There's something about them. Freeman, mommy, when she was pregnant, she just had a glow about her all the time. Uh-huh. Four o'clock in the it's morning, weird. waking up to pee. I mean, she always looked clean, but but I think they put off a smell that our. Then my sensors pick up. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's I think. Well, that makes sense, right? Because you know, it. it's part of procreation and how it comes about, and and that's how it happens. Yeah, like my dog sits there and just humps the air sometimes. It, you know, <laughs> we we have those same sensors, Jesus. It's probably quick time. Must have the same ones. Yeah, I'm looking time. at my wife humping the target, be like, what's <laughs> <laughs> mysterious look? I don't know, man. Oh, my goodness. You can see Freeman in the aisle just humping the air and looking at a pregnant woman. Yeah. <laughs> this is your quiz, Norma. You stepped into this. I'm just, I'm just being okay, honest. Okay, so I'm stepping out of it. So number five, I'm just become Indiana Jones whenever uh, you just feel like it and you start jumping over the furniture or run up and down the stairs. Hell no. I have stairs and I'll run up and down the stairs. That's, no. that's too much work. You You're like, let's be Indiana Jones right now. And let's do what I, he would do if he was I mean, I, I've done some weird shit, you know. My brother has one of those hoverboard things. Okay. And uh, one time I tried to ride it down the stairs when he wasn't home and I was home alone. And I was like, you know, I'm going to try to be cool right now and ride this thing down the stairs. <laughs> and I, <kinda laughs> I just rolled down the stairs and I busted my head almost on my head. You know, I busted my head on the wall. And I was like, oh, whoa. It's exactly what it sounded like. And, uh, you know, so sometimes you do get ideas like that, but, you know, not all the time. Is there any of them on there, Norman, says you don't get to the bathroom, you just do it on the couch? <laughs> no, I haven't gotten I get lazy. To that 
<laughs> I'm like, let me just be in this char. Number six, pretend the floor is lava. No. 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 See, I've maybe, done that. Maybe when like, I was like younger, when I was like a kid. Is this like a crackhead trivia? <laughs> I get them all wrong. I, I'm not manly enough. I, I need to be okay, more manly. Okay, number seven. Use, use a toilet with a door open. Uh, yeah. I'm married. I do that anyway. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so that's a yes for both of you then? Yeah. Okay, sing loudly in the shower. Like, do air guitar and no. pretend you're water drumming. I, I sing in the shower. You know, we, we got a stand-up shower and a big garden tub. And usually mm-hmm. I get in the stand-up shower and my iPhone will fit on the podium up top. So I have the speaker <laughs> facing me, and usually I, I'll play some music that I can sing along to. Music is, is a good drug after a hard day's work. It can curve your mood. Uh, yeah. You know, it can take the whole work day away. You know, you listen to a good song in the shower. Like uh, like a lot of times before Knuckleball, I'll take a shower. I will listen to Duality by Slipknot or either Wildside from Motley Crue. And those songs just kind of curb my mood. You know, I could be dead tired and I could listen to uh, Duality from Slipknot or Wildside from Motley Crue. And the whole work day is taken away while I'm taking a shower. Very nice, and then you're singing your your heart out. Yes, my little side. Look up see, to I the sound. In the I Nor- do that. Norma sang bass. Norma you, sang you, bass. You sing in the, so the thing around here is, I play music in the shower. My brother, he actually plays music and sings in the shower, like really loud. <laughs> and my other roommate, he sings in the shower just without music. Ha. Huh. So who it's does weird. it better, the one with music or the one without it? <laughs> I think my brother does a little bit better because he has the music to go with it, so he kind of remembers the words, you know. Sometimes he'll make up his own words as he's going. I'm like, that's not what he said. Like, what are you doing? That's not what the guy says. And he just makes up his own words as he's going. That's funny. You're like, yeah, I'm going to add this word here instead of that. Nobody's yeah. going to know and just keep Pretty moving much. along with the song. Singing to himself in the shower, I guess. Oh my goodness. I'm good, I'm good. Number nine, sit everywhere with their legs spread open really wide. No, I don't get this. Yeah, I do that, but like I don't don't see the problem. What's the big problem? I don't see it. I do that in a crowded room. Yeah, <laughs> everybody away from you. Like I see, I see all these pictures from like you know New York and the subway station, and and yeah, these women walking around telling men to close their legs because can't. they can't sit like that. It's weird. Yeah, that happened on the ski lift. Freeman mommy would be like, "Pull your skis in, keep them parallel," and I'd be all <laughs> duck feeded out, and I was like, "I honestly can't. I got to strain to keep my legs together." <laughs> See, I don't know. We're just used to kind of doing that. So I don't know. Do you guys just sitting all sprawled out? It's like, fine. Take it all. Norma, do this. Next time you're in the store, buy a gigantic jawbreaker and put it in between your teeth and close your teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Am I right, Jesus? I'm going to do that. And I'm going to take a picture. It's not going to (laughs) happen. 
<laughs> I know where they sell them. They're, we have a Toys R Us here that has those ginormous, <laughs> those ginormous jawbreakers too. I, I need to put that on. I, I need to put that on a T-shirt, don't I? You might get a couple of in New York along the way. Well, yeah, I tell my wife all the time, Jesus, I've seen three kids be born. I think I can do it. (laughs) Oh, man, I saw my daughter be born, and I'm never doing that again. I mean, how the hell did you do it three times, man? Well, I've done it three times, but it looks simple to me. That is crazy. No, man, it looked easy. Fuck that. That to me looks (laughs) easy. I kid, I kid. Oh, no way. I almost passed out, dude. It's not easy. I had a C-section. It's like the glorious thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, one one thing that I thought that was going to be awkward was, like, my first two kids, my mom and her mom, went in the, the mm-hmm. delivery room. Uh, uh-huh. but, but Angie's mom is the type to panic. You know, like, if Angie's in pain, she'll start crying. So, <laughs> so once my mom passed away, Freeman Mommy asked me, she said, I want your dad in there with us. So okay. my dad was in there for the full thing, uh, through the, the cutting. Yeah, you know, my dad's gay, but but it was uh, Spread Eagle Freeman Mommy. You know, me and my dad there watching the doctor. It was, I thought it was going to be awkward, but you know what? It's a moment I really cherish. I, but Freeman Mom, that was her request, was like, I want your dad in the delivery room. He's never been there before. Did he freak and, out at all? Nope, not at all. He he was. Was he actually watching, or was he like looking away, like just like looking? No, no, we, we we were watching like Discovery Channel, man. We were. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> when when my daughter was born, you know, my my mother in law was in the room, you know, because my mother, you know, she's not alive, or my father. Yeah. But my my mother in law was in the room, and uh, my father in law walked out. He's like, I can't be in here for this. I think he knew what the hell he was going to happen. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. had no clue. And. You know, my, my wife at the time, she was like, oh, you better be fucking in here. And I was like, oh, shit. So, <laughs> and, you know, I'm just watching this. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, why why did I, why am I watching this? It was the okay. most horrible thing I've seen. But, but, well, uh, yeah, my, my, my pops did shy away at first, Jesus. And normally, mm-hmm. yeah, but I was like, Dad, look, look, <laughs> the, you know, you, you can see, you know, Chloe's hair and stuff. So, yeah, I, I, I made it a point to make you feel comfortable. Yeah. Right, you know what I'm saying. So you know, you know, don't look away. You know, we got you in here to watch, you know, Miss Chloe be born, and uh, you're part of the experience, pops. That's sweet. My yeah. dad, I made him come in, and he was like walking on a ledge, like his back was like stuck <laughs> to the wall, <laughs> his hands were on the wall, and he's like side squirming around the room. I'm like, Dad. You went through this three times. Yeah, but your mother wouldn't let me in. This was a different time in my life. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, you're going to be okay. And then I'd get like a contraction and his eyes get really big. And he'd like shimmy against the wall on the other end. <laughs> so, you know, you know my what? husband's like, you know, there are other people that want to come and see you while you're in labor. I'm like, okay, Dad, can you get so-and-so? Okay, okay. And like I've never seen like my, di- my dad like sigh, the biggest sigh of relief when he was <laughs> Let go to come out of the room, but I had ended up having a C-section, and I made my husband take a picture uh, of my all my innards all hanging out, all my intestines and everything all out. Ugh. He's like, you really want a picture of this? And I said, yeah, this stuff kind of like you know, I like this kind of gory stuff. So I have two pictures, and you can see like my intestines like all like blurp blurping uh, out of my my belly. It's well, see, it's weird. It's awesome. My buddy Brondage that uh, he went on the ski trip, and I've talked about him the treehouse and stuff here on Knuckle. Uh, he, they have three kids, but they had three C sections, and he's like, man, it's still nice and neat like a flower down there. 
<laughs> That's one advantage. You know, if you ain't got to pass the baby through your, your home. <laughs> That's what they say. So. Um, so I don't know. Number 10. <laughs> Generally being naked. Uh, no, 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 not really. I mean, I'm requiring my boxers most just of the for time. For a couple minutes, maybe. For a couple minutes, you just don't dance around the house. There's times. There's, there's been there's been like a couple of times where, you know, there's nobody home. My brother's gone. My roommate's gone, and it's just me home alone. And I get I get out of the shower, and I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just gonna walk to my room like this. I I don't care. <laughs> Don't lie, Jesus. You know, just walk around, you know, just like, fuck this. I'm just going to walk to my room like this. I don't even care. That is too funny. I am so, I don't know. Jesus be like, he'd be taking his pants down ankle deep, man, when nobody's at home. (laughs) (laughs) Watching the exercise girls and stuff. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Man, man. You know what? I, I bet Eli would say yes to all these. I'm just not that man. He probably would. He might. I bet he's doing pull-ups and chin-ups and walking around naked <laughs> like flexing. <laughs> Looking at Jeez. himself in the mirror. Every, he has like mirrors all over his he's house. He's flexing. He's like, oh, Indiana Jones time. So number 11 we already talked about. It kind of co- it kind of goes hand in hand with number four. What? What? Tell us. Read it. To play with your... Your your family jewels, but we heck already talked about that. Yeah, heck yeah. Oh, good times. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> you gotta keep them working. Yeah, you gotta keep them working. Too funny. Number twelve, going over scenarios in their heads or out loud. Do you like relive previous arguments and keep thinking of better ways to say it? Uh you know I do that at work sometimes. I'm bad for it. Say, like, if I know my boss is in a bad mood, I have my approach to an argument already laid out in my head. What I'm going to say, how it's going to go down. Before You know, nine times out of ten, he never says anything to me. But I'm, but I'm cocked and loaded and ready to go. You know what I mean? But I, I, I do it after the argument has happened already. So I, like, go over it again, and I'm like, oh, you know, this already happened. I said this, but I should have said this instead. Oh, yeah, it was Gay, why'd I say that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you know, you get an argument with your girlfriend or something, and I'm just like, why the fuck did I say that? Why the hell did I bring that up? I should have said something else. <laughs> I think we've all had those moments. You're like, oh, the moment it came out of your mouth, you're like, crap, why did I even? <laughs> but, exactly. I should just turn around right now and run for the hills. But see, yeah. you know, I grew up with a mom that, that well, she would throw a guilt trip that would last two or three weeks. <laughs> Me and Freeman, Mom, you know, if we ever argue, once the argument's done, 10 minutes later, it's I love you, you know, everything's back to normal. Uh, so, I don't know, our arguments are pretty quick. Oh, not Sometimes me. pretty heavy, hold. but they're really quick. That's good. That's good. <laughs> that is good. Okay, number 13. Observe the strange products you keep in the bathroom. We got, we got uh, cell phones for that now. You used to though. Yeah, I posted a picture the other yeah, day. Yeah, you did. You you would be taking a shit and you would grab the air freshener and start no. reading like the back yeah, fucking yeah, the label. Back. Like, what the yeah. fuck is this? No CFC what about, added. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like your your wife's stuff, Sean. Like, like Do you like look at her stuff or 
or um <laughs> or or Jesus, you know, your ex-wife, did you ever like look at all her crap in the bathroom and be like, "What like is fucking this? hair straighteners and shit like that?" Yeah, sometimes <laughs> I'd be like, "What the fuck do you use all this stuff for?" Like makeup bags and hair straighteners and hair curlers and fucking bobby pins everywhere. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> Woman's bathroom is like the danger zone. You can get zipped, <laughs> zapped. And and you can't touch none of it because the moment you put away the fucking hair straightener, she'll go and ask you where the hell you put it. Like yep, ten hours later, true. where'd you put that hair straightener? Like I don't know. We I put didn't it, touch it. I put it somewhere. Hey Jesus, let me let me, let me ask you something. Uh-huh. And, and we've talked about this even on the old show, and this is something that I, that I live by, and it's kind of like man versus woman type thing. Women bear <laughs> w- women bear children, right? They give yeah. birth to yeah. children, which is painful. Our equal equal thing to women bearing children. And let me know if I'm wrong. Is men have to use men public bathrooms? <laughs> Jesus, yeah. am I right? Like, if you get a stomach yeah. cramp and you gotta go, oh, man, that's the worst. You're the only guy. I mean, the only guy in the stall. You're in the you're in limbo, dude, because you just can't go. I mean, you, yeah. it, it's men have to use men's bathroom. That, that's that's a perfect. I never understood to women that. giving birth. Men, well, I mean, most men, most men that go. Nasty. Men go into the restroom to use the the fucking urinal, and that's about it. You don't go in there to use the toilet. You don't get that. It's weird. You're like, hey, dude, what's up? What's up? No, Why are you looking at my side? I'm not no, looking no, no, at your it's side. It's not that normal. It's, it's the piss all over the floor. All like we couldn't. Yeah, that don't get either. Like you can't go in there and sit down and take a shit for nothing <laughs> because men piss all over everything. They piss on the rolls of toilet paper. They, I mean, See, that's Mark, something I don't understand either. You boys can point. I don't understand how you miss. Are you playing like um, lightsaber? There's dickheads out urine? there. Yeah, there's just dicks. Have you ever seen? There's a guy that actually he was on YouTube, and he would Women make these videos. It. Yeah, where, where he would literally he would go into restrooms like public restrooms at rest stops or gas stations, and he would pee everywhere, like on the sink, on the handle. On the toilet, on the door, the paper. on the floor, yeah, on the paper, everywhere. Just pee, just to do it. There's people that do that stuff. You know, you know <coughs> Jesus. Jesus, let's have a man-to-man talk, all right? Man-to-man. Me and you, man-to-man. All right, do it in six minutes because we're almost done. <laughs> Women, are you peeing? <laughs> you're pee- you are now. This is what you guys do when you're peeing in the urinal. Right, right, you talk right, to each other right. back. Let's have a man-to-man talk, all right, Jesus? Okay. okay. Man-to-man. Normally, you don't even count in this conversation. <laughs> all right, ca- Jesus. I- now, you okay. answer this. Uh-huh. W- women talk about hovering, right, Jesus? They go in there and they hover. <laughs> but to take a shit, you got to be have both feet planted on the damn floor and your ass on the... There ain't no hovering to shitting. Man-to-man. Am I right, Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> that is completely true. As funny as it sounds, it's the truth. You, you can't, can't. You can't hover. You can't. Shit. Squatty potty. There's a reason why squatty <laughs> potty wasn't invented. I mean, you have to fucking be on that shit. I, I swear, Norma, most men's bathroom that you go in looks like somebody threw up on the seat. Yeah. And there's or like you, or chunks you know, or, or, or you know, the, the the toilet is like all clogged up and it has oh, shit in it and yes. piss. That's the worst, and it smells bad, and it's just like, what the fuck am I doing in here? And, and you, think, Norma, you know, whenever my turd falls, it's gonna splash this water up and could. Uh, 
go, go in my butthole. I mean, these said most. I snuck I would rather out give birth, quietly. Norma, than to have to use male public bathrooms. <laughs> so, okay, so are you the one that will hold it till you get home, or will you just go when you need to go? Sometimes you can't hold help it. it. Yeah, but sometimes you can't help it. Um, but I, have have you ever walked accidentally or like just kind of peeked into a woman's bathroom? They're always so nice and, and clean, and they smell good. They smell like flowers, uh, and you're just looking in there like, "What the fuck?" Do they? they have like nice music playing? They have like elevator music playing. Yeah, and Norma, I do. I'm, th- I'm thankful to be a female because we do have nice bathrooms. I have Norma, to say. Norma, you, you use a portage on. Now, now you take that porridge yeah. on and you kick it on its side, then stand it back, <sighs> and then you got a male bathroom. Oh, porridge John moment! That was the most disgusting thing ever. I don't, you know, I, I don't even, want, I don't even want to, my shoes to go back in my car sometimes from men bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. You guys said things on Normie, fire. Normie, being in a men's bathroom, it's like being at the bathroom, the porta potty, and the carnival. Oh my oh, god, they're that bad. That Worse. It. It's. <sighs> One thing I, I will say, one thing I will say when we get to the Walmart, when I go in the bathroom, Walmart has clean bathrooms. They do. But, but, they do. But I'm telling you, you stop at a McDonald's or you stop at a Burger King. <laughs> Norman, Nor, remember you, you took a shit in a Moe's and Mo. clogged up the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> but, toilet. On, but on a serious note hey jesus on a, on a serious note they have no clue of what we go through just me in public bathrooms they alone, don't right? they don't man they, they smell bad you want to be in you want to touch the door handle you're like what the fuck dude we Norma. just walk right by and with your bathrooms and, and some yeah, w- one thing i will say norma in men's bathroom, we, we we have some fucking artists that take shits. We, we got some art. <laughs> we got some art on the walls that's like yeah. oh Mona Lisa. We made out of poop. <laughs> yeah, Norma, say say like say like when you go in your bathroom, are there are there like sketches that somebody made with the key of like a vagina? <laughs> And a phone number? Do you guys? Yeah. Do you guys have phone numbers on your bathrooms? No, I can't say Sometimes you'll see that some yeah. dumb kid or something. But you, you, you want to know what? We went to a hockey game one time. True, <laughs> st- true story. My mom went in the bathroom. She came out. And you know what she told me? She was in the <laughs> stall. What? And it said on the on the on the stall on the wall. It said, "I love Sean Freeman." <laughs> And to this day, I, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I, I swear to God, you know, somebody <laughs> wrote, they, they, listening out there, somebody loved yeah. and, and, and scratching, I love Sean Freeman into every stall. That you That's funny. That, and then later it we find out it was good, Sean. I, was I don't ever know who it was. <laughs> Sean's like, quick, they're closing. Let me get in the girl's bathroom and scratch <laughs> over there. I love Sean Freeman. But, 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 but like, say like if you went, if you. You know, if your mom came out of a bathroom stall, Jesus, and it said, you know, somebody wrote in there, you know, I love Jesus Gonzalez. You'd be like, wow, man, that's pretty cool. But I'd be like, I'd be like, wow, there's one out of a million Jesuses Gonzalez is out there. Right? That they love. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my, here's my pen. Put my phone number down. So they can 
Mom, go back in there scratching my phone number on the stuff. <laughs> okay, so here's our last one because it is 11 o'clock and maybe one day we'll finish the rest of the list. But it says, be both surprised, are you ready? And impressed by uh, that you can make such wonderful and yet foul smells with your body. <laughs> no, not when I'm alone. Are you proud of your farts? No. Well, one thing I'll say on the ski trip, most of the guys. <laughs> like, like on the I sk- hope you didn't like fart while you're on the lift and just gave them like a no, Dutch oven. That way. Yeah, me and Freeman Mommy were married and we do things like that. But like whenever we were on the ski trip, like say one of my buddies would be cooking and three of the five guys were like this. They'd be like, can you finish cooking these eggs? I got to take a shit. I, I never do stuff like that. You know, there was five women there and five guys, but they talked about shitting and they would walk over in the corner and fart loud and laugh. I'm always polite when it comes to stuff like that. If I'm going to take a shit upstairs, I'm like, I wait to, so, you know, they're putting on their ski boots or something and I'll slip upstairs. Mm-hmm. But my buddies, are you like that, Jesus? Or do you have friends that's like that to be like, you know what? I'm going to take yeah. a good shit right now. You're like, yeah, but I, I do have friends like that, and I'm not really comfortable <laughs> a lot of the times taking a shit like in the same you know place as my friends. It's, it's kind of weird, but I do have friends that are just like they don't give a shit. They'll fart in front of you. They'll just do random shit like that in front of you, and they'll be proud of it. They'll be like, yeah, I just farted, and you like you're having a conversation, and you, they'll be like, I just farted, like in the middle of the conversation, and you're just like, what the fuck? Tiger, that sounds like a cooter fart. <laughs> that's called a thief by the way yeah. um, so, so we want to thank Norma for the sound effects <laughs> yeah. I'm very good at them can you tell ready here I go one two three tiger that's your job. there you go <laughs> uh, Jesus you know what I'm sorry we, we didn't make it to your knuckleball dude this was an awesome show thank you for having me man I really appreciate it yeah dude, the dude social, it's awesome the social yeah. dozen man is coming dude and Jesus me and Norman and Matt and Ted and Eli and a whole truckload of podcasters are going to be in the social dozen, dude. Jesus, dude, I want to thank you. You know, whenever I asked you to be on it, no questions asked, dude. You were like, yep. Mm-hmm. So, dude, you know, thanks for uh, accepting this, this project. But, but you know what? Behind the scenes, we have a private chat with the social dozen. And some of our hosts knew of each other but didn't know each other. And I got to mm-hmm. say, man... You know, the social dozen has been mingling pretty good. You know, people going on shows that I thought they'd never go on. People, you know, helping this person out or that person out. So, yeah. you know, behind the scenes, it's, uh, it's going to be a good social dozen is going to be awesome. It is. And behind the scenes, I've listened to a lot of shows that I haven't listened to before. And I'm really enjoying them. I'm so liking it, them. So it's working, man. Yeah. This is what I wanted. You know, my brotherhood come together and, and us be signed to to something official and yeah. the social dozen man next week so so I, you know i put the feed up so search the social dozen where all feeds can be found there is a logo up which is going to change because we got to add fred rojas uh and change the pictures around a little bit but jesus <laughs> is the guy blowing the smoke out dude that's the coolest picture ever yep looks like you're taking bong hits as jesus <laughs> uh, but but, go, but uh, it should be up in the next couple of days so go ahead and subscribe wherever you get your feeds downcast stitcher all, all of that and uh you know at the end of next week there will there'll be a show on there so uh and that's the start mm. 
something awesome. You know what I mean? We, we're, we're not a part of any network. We're doing this on our own in podcast form instead of live radio. So it's, uh, you know, a lot of possibilities. You know, we may go to a network. This, this may be not all games or whatever, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, the sky's the limit with us. And we got 13 people pushing it from some awesome shows, man. But, uh, but got, let's get to the wrap up show. And Jesus, mm-hmm. man, where can people find you? Well, you guys can find me on Xbox Live. My gamer tag is Jesus Walks a Lot, spelled just the way it sounds. And on the PlayStation Network, it is G S U S Walks a Lot. Also, find me over at the Horrible Gamers Podcast, which is my show. Um, we talk video games, we talk just random nerd shit. And uh, that's a show that I have with uh, IMs, actually, the dude from Horribly Awkward. And um, I just want to give a big shout out to all games, and I want to appreciate and thank you guys for accepting us, because we're now part of the All Games Network, yes. and we're going to be live this Saturday at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will be live on your network, and hopefully we get chatters and, and people in there to you know be new listeners or whatever, and enjoy the show, and hopefully grow our podcast with you guys. Um, we really appreciate that opportunity. We're very honored. Me and Nimes are really excited for the show. Um, it, it's cool, man. We really appreciate that opportunity to bring horrible gamers to the All Games Network. Yep. And, and, yeah. and those of you who have not listened to it, you're in for a treat. These are very fantastic guys. And, and yeah, one thing, tell one, th- you. one thing about the All Do Games it. Radio Network is, uh, I don't know if you know this, Jesus, but Scott Rubin owns it. And Scott mm. Rubin is the founder and creator of G4 TV. Nice. So if you ever watched Attack of the Show and all that. Yeah, you know, yeah, then... yeah. Hello. Yeah, I'm listening. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Listening. Hold on. My headphones came out. But, uh, <laughs> but, 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 but if you was a fan of G4 TV, Attack of the Show, and, and yeah. you know, all, all those shows, you know what? The guy that created that also created this network that we're on. So, you know, Scott, the, the, is, uh, that's that is pretty awesome, awesome to know. So uh, yeah. from the creators of G4 TV, we're on the Mighty All Games Radio Network. Yeah. So uh, and, and yeah, we'll be live on there. Me and Nimes are going to have, I, I believe we're going to have Fred Rojas as a, one of our guests this week. Yes. And, um, you know, we'll have a good show lined up for you guys. And hopefully it'll be a great show, you know, for our first show live on the network. You know, and, and that's awesome, dude, because, you know, Rojas, yeah, I, I spent a weekend with Rojas in Atlanta, me and Matt Bradford. Uh, and Freeman Mommy, but Rojas is one of those people that is somebody that we have on this legendary. So that you know, there's people like say like Iams, and there's people like mm-hmm. Gabe that all talk about you know, you know Rojas on your show. Yeah, you, you know what? We all do a show together now. You you know you do a show with Rojas. So so dude, it makes me so happy to see these bridges being built between y'all shows because you know Rojas coming on your you know your guys' show this week. Dude, it is that that was the plan all along, man, for the social dozen. This is so awesome, it, you know, because awesome. we're, we're really, you know, the, there are shows that I never, ever listened to, like Gaming History 101, you know, um, the B Team, all these shows that I've never listened to before. I started listening to them this month, and they're really great shows. Awesome. <clears throat> so, yeah. hold on. Uh, Dark Blood Wolf asked me in chat. He said, Freeman Daddy 5, what do you think of Star Fox Zero? Is that like a video game like Star Fox? 
That's what he says, but I don't I don't know this game. <clears throat> Do you know this? I remember this Star Fox on trickery. Nintendo. Zero. Zero. Yep. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Norma, where can people find you? <clears throat> Excuse me. Oops. I'm in the wrong spot. Never mind that in chat. Um, <laughs> uh, you can find me on <laughs> Go Baller Radio. Wait, that's now. You can find me on ZombieCast on allgames.com on Monday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or you can come game with me on Norm. Mm, I can't talk tonight on Xbox Live under Normie Bug. I'm tired. <laughs> and um, what else, Sean? What else? Oh, Social Dozen starting next week. You don't know if it's me next week or not. But nope. it might be. But you don't know. Listeners don't know. And, um, yeah, come find me on Facebook under Normie Late. I post all kinds of weird pictures. And sometimes I just really put myself out there and put some really crazy pictures of me on Snapchat. So come find me. <laughs> I see those all the time. I'm like, whoa, Normie's going all out on these filters. <laughs> <laughs> They're just so funny and just so like creepy that I can't not not put them up there. You know what I mean, yeah. dude? Uh, Jesus, dude, you, you got to come back on uh, whenever Eli's on, dude. I think you guys would click well for sure. Yes, and we yeah, we, we actually nothing. we had Eli on our show last week at the Horrible Gamers Podcast. See? He was our guest. That's so awesome, man. Him and Chip Sella were guests. You know, these guys came on our show and they brought it, man. They were like. Even Iams was like having a hard time shutting the show down because he was like, "Man, you guys could have talked for two more hours if I wouldn't have shut the show down." And I was like, "Yeah, we could have." And it was such a great time having them on there. And, and Eli is a great dude. He's awesome. I love all the voices he makes. The, the, yeah, the different he's great. voices. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, but but you can you know our host is not here tonight, Mister Eli Sodom. You can you can follow him everywhere, and it's at Sodom S O D O O M. Uh, and it's the real So Doom on PS4. So be sure to follow Eli on, on all that stuff. And uh, he will be back next week. Uh, but you can find me on Twitter.com slash FreemanDaddy5. Also on Twitter, follow uh, Knuckleballer Radio. It's just at Knuckle Radio. At Knuckle Radio. Go over there. We, we, we almost never pent that. So uh, go over there and follow that. You know, we're, we're, we're growing over there. Uh, and go leave us a review. If you're in chat and you like the show, review is like gold to us. It's like cash money in the ratings. You know, that puts us on the, yep. you know, the front pages of the iTunes and the Stitchers and the Downcast and stuff like that. So please go leave us a review. And, uh, you know, I appreciate everybody out there. You know, I love you all. And Tiger, dude, where can you be found? Find me on Instagram and Twitter at TigerClaw305. Tiger Claw 305. But on behalf of the Mighty All Games Radio Network, Mr. Tiger Claw, Mr. So Doom, Jesus, take the wheel. Ooh, Jesus. Take care. From the Social Dozen and <laughs> Horrible Gamers with take a Z it. podcast. It. That's it. Miss Norma Latte and myself, Freeman Daddy 5. We could call episode Freeman Lives and Feats of Snow. I thought the rap. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Good night, everybody. <laughs> and if you do weird things and you're a guy in the house and it's not like X-rated, post them and see how many people. No, you got you got to finish that list next week, Normie, because I'll be I'm listening. Li- All right, and, and I'll then, save it. I want Eli to say yes to everything. <laughs> We're gonna be like Eli. You need to say yes to everything. <laughs>
Yeah. Oh, man. I'm oh, man. a favorite. I'm a Good night, knuckleballers. Good night, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.